If you're listening to this or watching this, that means you are part of the Resistance and the Resistance base is open. So welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance broadcast. I'm John. How are you guys? Thanks so much for joining us today. We have a very good episode in store for you today because we have some really cool news that we're going to dive into and give our takes on, uh, including that Kevin Feige stuff. So I'm really excited about that. And joining me, as always, uh, James and Lacey. Um... Guys, the base is open. Everyone's in the base with us. They're ready to talk Star Wars. I'm pretty pumped about this news. Uh, what's going on? How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff going on. I've been telling a lot of uh, f- friends, coworkers, different things like that. I'm like, it's about to get crazy. It's about mm-hmm. to ramp up. You got the toys. You got the <clears throat> books. You got the comics. You got the television shows you got the animated shows and of course you got the movies and they're all coming and it's gonna be whack not whack wild i don't know i was trying to look for a crazy word and that made it seem stupid (laughs) (laughs) oh geez (laughs) oh am i going now yeah Hi, guys. Thanks for that intro. Every week, it's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, but you usually say, oh, hey, Lacey. And then I go, hey, John. And you ask me how I'm doing. I asked you both how you're doing. How you doing? All right. Well, I'm super excited for the toys this Friday. I don't know what I'm going to get yet. It might be the deal, but we'll get into that. Um, And then I'm kind of not digging the name of uh, Kylo Ren's ship. I think it's kind of weird. The tie whisper? Yeah, it's... Mm, not a fan. Mm. Silencer, you're like, oh, snap. He's going to silence people. Well, like, whisper, you're like, mm. what? Why? Why are you whispering? When well, I hear silencer, true. I that think like true. a weapon tool. Yes. Like, like James Bond gun with a silencer, silencer on his pistol. Yeah. Right. But then yeah. when you hear whisper, you're like, what are we whispering about? Yeah. The ship's not really quiet. We saw it in the trailer. You know what, though? It's like, I remember when the silencer was a a big deal in in TLJ, and he used it for like four seconds. And it's like in those Batman movies when they're like, the new bat thing, and it's like the bat wing, and he's like, he uses it for like eight seconds. Like this movie, he's probably going to use it in that one scene where he like flies by. Yeah, but I want to know who came up with that name. Pablo? Uh, (laughs) You think it was Pablo? I don't know. Probably not. Probably JJ. Probably, uh, hey guys, how about this? He's a very loud character, <laughs> so we'll make his vehicle like the opposite of that for a little yin yang, and we'll call it a uh, tie whisper. Uh, incredible. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. I don't even need other opinions. It's incredible. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, like story groups, like JJ, can we consult? He's like, uh, what's a story group? Uh, okay, bye. But anyway. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm pumped. We have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the foggy stuff, some comic stuff. And of course, um, a little try to connect the dots with some force Friday stuff from that, uh, stream that happened, um, this past uh, Thursday. And we'll talk a little bit about our venture to Comic-Con later this week as well. But first, as always, poll results. We got a good one right now. Okay. So which new character from the Rise of Skywalker, are you most excited to see? Your choices were Zori Bliss, Jonna, Dio, aka the Pizza Cutter, as we call him on the pod, 
General Pride, a.k.a. General Smiley, as we call him on the pod. And the results are last place, 10% Dio, 20% General Pride, 22% Jana, and the winning vote, almost half of the votes, Zori Bliss. I was not surprised by this. I feel like Zori Bliss is probably the most interesting of the new characters coming out. We don't even know what she looks like. Um, someone brought up she may even be an alien when they, she takes the mask off. We really have no idea. So, Lacey James, what do you guys think of this? What did you vote for? And um, and both of those things. I can't. I couldn't think of a third thing. <laughs> I voted for Zori Bliss. First of all, that is like hands down one of the coolest Star Wars names ever. Mm-hmm. Like people always talk about names like that is a cool, cool Star Wars name. Yeah. Um, second of all, she has one of the coolest costumes. There's so much mystery around her. She hangs out with Poe, knows Poe. So, yeah, I'm definitely most interested in her. Okay. And I want to see her in some fight scenes. Yes. Right on. James. <laughs> um, I voted for Jana. Nice. Um. Because I have a feeling that she's going to be a really cool, like, underplay character. And I kind of, like, is, I think Zori's cool, but I don't like her costume. I think it's kind of mm. dumb. Um, and anytime, she, she hasn't done anything cool. Like, every time you see her pose, it looks like she's just, like, standing there. And it looks, it looks to me like if you took a model... Or uh, not a model, but um, what do they call those? Like uh, a mannequin, like a mannequin yeah. from a store. And then you put like a Darth Vader helmet on it. And it's like a naked mannequin, like <laughs> with a Darth Vader helmet. That's what that's what I think of when I think of Zori Bliss. Okay. Because she hasn't done anything. It's just she's just standing there. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I kind of get this like vibe from Jana. Like where she's like, you know, pulling the bow and arrow and like there's another one where she's like standing in the field and like yeah. she, she kind of has like a, a, a vibe uh, about okay. her. Um, so I'm more interested in that character. And I also, I think the the Jana is very directly related to, to um, Lando and maybe even directly related to Lando. So... Hmm. <laughs> So it's I think there's there's yeah. something going on with that. Whereas My I think Zori Bliss is like a third party that like mm-hmm. they say she knows Poe or something. She's okay. just kind of coming in. That's funny because mm-hmm. you usually never do the they're related to somebody thing, but you're saying that you think she is. Um Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you because anytime somebody's like, oh, Finn, he's black, so he's gotta be related to Lando or something. That happens. But like in this particular <laughs> case, like I think there's something like I, we've heard Naomi Aki talk about how like she's keeping her relation to Lando secret mm-hmm. and how her backstory is, well, we'll, we can't talk about that, you yeah. know, and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just getting a vibe that like, we're going to go find Lando. We're going to Pasana. We're going, we're yeah. going to go to the place. He's going to be at the party. He's going to come out of the tent and then he's going to introduce Jana as his daughter and potential leader of this tribe or whatever yeah. in the future. Well, I, I don't know. I just get that vibe. All right. I mean, we'll talk more about them later when we get into the force Friday sure. stuff. Um, my only concern with the Jana thing is I hope it's not another one of those things where she's so good because they're pairing her up with Finn. It looks like, um, every, you know, anytime you see her, if she's not by herself, she's with Finn. I hope it's not one of those things where mm-hmm. she like 
knows what she's doing and he's like fumbling around again. I like, I, I just feel like Finn is always just getting like the fumble around job. And I hope mm-hmm. he's actually like, no, I can do this too now, but we'll see. Right. Yeah, um, I hope so as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I voted for Zori bliss uh, like you, Lacey, um, just because of the like whole curiosity of what's under the mask is a big thing to me. Is she going to take mm-hmm. the mask off? What's the deal with Poe? Um, is she connected to Ray? Like people are wondering about the ship. It's clear by the action figure setups. Again, I guess we'll get into that later that she may be a little more resistancy than bad guy. But anyway, our best comment went to old friend Len Brown, who now goes by at nauseous gamer. <laughs> 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 Len's like I'm a dad and I don't care he's like I play games and I get nauseous sometimes and that's just how it is um, he said I'm excited to see a new character if the rumors are correct is named R2-D2 he is a type of robot that rolls around on three <laughs> legs and beats a lot so Len oh, does man. not care about the new characters he wants R2-D2 but he got the most likes and that's the way you play the game that's how you get on the podcast so good job there Len appreciate that and now it's time where we usually move on to the resistance report but a lot of you guys are tuned in you're new to the podcast why because you signed up for this giveaway and this giveaway is the make solo to happen giveaway that's right This past week was the one-year anniversary of the Blu-ray release of Solo, A Star Wars Story. So we put together a little package for you. It is an autographed picture of Chewbacca by Yona Sotomo, a Make Solo 2 Happen t-shirt, which one of us probably should have been wearing uh, to show that off, but that's okay. You guys know what it looks like by now. Han Solo Dice, an exclusive AMC poster. Uh, Never tell him the odds from um, Solo, A Star Wars Story uh, theater release. And uh, some stickers and stuff like that. So the winner is not you but nerd dad fall at nathaniel hardy yeah round of applause the crowd goes absolutely wild some people just (laughs) turn the podcast off but most of you stuck around because you know we have a hell of a show coming up but congratulations to nathaniel we will send you a message to get your information and get all this awesome stuff out to you. Thanks for joining. There was about oh, 500 people who entered that thing. So uh, never tell you the odds, Nathaniel. You beat the odds, so congratulations to you. And thank you, everyone who entered. Um, but don't worry if you didn't win. As always, we do keep uh, keep going with these uh, giveaways in the future. We'll have another one up. Um, safe to say in the next couple of weeks. But Anyway, it is time to hand the baton to my friend James Bainey, who's going to get into the resistance report. So, James, what's cooking this week, man? It's the resistance. What's cooking is those X Wings as they fly over the water to save Han, Chewie, and Finn, and the rest of our good friends at Maz's Castle. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got some crazy stories this week, guys. Like yes. we got some stuff yeah. to talk about. Um, we will be talking an- about a comic again. <laughs> I don't know what is it with these Age of Resistance, but all of a sudden comics are cool. Uh, but uh, we also got that. We got some Triple Force Friday coming up. But let's talk about Kevin Feige. Crazy Kevin the Man Feige. So That's this what they actually. Yeah, this was a um, 
This was a Hollywood Reporter exclusive. They sat down with uh, Alan Horn, who is the Walt Disney Studios co-chairman. And uh, he... He's like, Bob, by things- your light. Yeah, Bob, Bob Light. Bob, I your light. Yeah, but Alan Horn was sitting down and he was talking about a bunch of different stuff. And one of the things that he dropped was, uh, you know, that Kathleen Kennedy is, um, and I'm going to quote him here, pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling and knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. So the news like kind of came as this guy who has built up all of what was the Marvel Cinematic Universe and something that uh, fans have speculated for a long time. They got this guy. Are they ever going to use him? And it's been, you know, from what I've seen, from what I've personally seen is no, he's a Marvel guy. He likes Star Wars, but he's staying there. And it just looks like this uh, is is going to happen now. You know, they're mm-hmm. bringing him over. So um, I'm going to start with uh, John on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that this is, I hate, I hate saying it like this. Do you think that this possibly could be like a Kevin, we need your help. Come and fix this. Um, not necessarily though. I mean, okay. It's, it's possible. You can't rule anything out, but I don't think there's anything that needs fixing, but all the last, um, episode nine is probably going to rack like $1.7 billion. So I'm sure they'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it is one of those things saying like we, the crutch is now gone. We can no longer rest our laurels on this nostalgia of the Skywalker saga. We're making it clear this is the end of that story. So we do need to launch new movie stories. Now we have, obviously, the Benioff and Wise thing, first of which is 2022. So we have three years until that. Uh, and then Ryan Johnson's three movies still floating around. Now the question is, is this one movie going to spawn into other things? Is this going to be Kevin Feige's uh, and Lucasfilm's like Iron Man that's going to kick off something else, a little Star Wars uh, universe so- sort of storytelling thing. Is it going to come out before the Benioff and Wise movies? Are those things getting shifted around because of him coming in on board? So a lot of those questions. Um, one thing I want to talk about is I see a lot of things going around online where people are immediately doing the Marvel comparison, and for good or bad. They're like, oh, God, the Marvel movies are fluff and blah, blah, blah. He's got... He's gonna he's gonna make bring that to Star Wars and make Star Wars stink. And it's like, well, he didn't write or direct any of these movies. He just produced them. And he's an excellent producer and he's able to keep the cohesiveness between his filmmakers. And that's a huge deal. And Kathleen Kennedy recognizes that. So I, I take that away. Don't think about that so much. And then the other thing, people are like, I gotta bring up actors from Marvel that he'll work with now. And the Russo brothers are gonna write this movie. I'm like, I really don't think that's gonna happen because he, they, Lucasfilm wants this to stand on its own. They don't want to be like, we're taking the Marvel model completely and bringing it over. That would be like saying, we're waving the white flag. We need to do what Marvel's doing. So I think you can take anyone else who's been affiliated with Kevin Feige from Marvel and wipe them off the board. I don't think he, they're going to be involved. And that goes for actors in big roles and the Russo brothers. So um, that that's, that's my start-off point here. Yeah, I can... I can agree with some of that. I definitely don't think that they're going to like say, you know, like, oh, Brie Larson, 
you get over here. Oh, Chadwick Boseman, you get over here. Like, I don't think it's going to be as direct as that. Yeah. Um, I think you're probably going to see some people carry over, and then that narrative is going to end up inevitably happening. Like, oh, they just pulled them because they were good in that. No, I, I think it's because the Marvel movies are huge movies that are pulling in great talent. You know, it's like almost everybody who's good is like considering being in one of these Marvel or, or sure. like getting involved somehow to that degree, you know, mm-hmm. uh, involved in their properties. Lacey, what are your thoughts on Kevin Feige? Is this something that you want? Do you think it will be too Marvel esque? No, I think Kevin's a huge fan. He was on the Star Wars show months ago talking about how he's always been a fan, how he's pulled different ideas and stuff from Star Wars to bring into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that immediately everyone freaks out because they're like, what does this mean? Is he going to just turn it into this or turn it into that? I think you need to take a step back and just remember that he's an uber successful producer who has built the Marvel Cinematic Universe into what it is. And not only that, taking a step back from that, as a Spider-Man fan, he saved (laughs) Spider-Man from... The disastrous series that it was like going on, like he saved it from that and brought it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he has great ideas. He knows what he's doing. He's got a consistent track record that I don't think it automatically means he's going to make it into Marvel. I just think he knows what works and what doesn't in narrative storytelling. And I think that he also knows how to produce a really good movie. And he knows how to make good decisions. And mm-hmm. he's proved that just like Benioff and Weiss have proved how to make a good mo- a TV show and a good narrative. So I think they're just stacking their lineup with people that they know have done good jobs with what they've done so far, Marvel and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So I can't understand why anybody would be like, no, I don't want that. Why wouldn't you want the best of the best to bring in the new era of Star Wars? It, it's the only thing that makes sense. Seeing as Star Wars had changed filmmaking when it started. So why wouldn't you want to get back to that point where it's changing everything with new stories, new characters and new ideas and new technology, Um, which at this point, Marvel are the ones that are doing it. So Mm -hmm. it only makes sense. Um, I can understand though, that there is that like, are they doing it for money? Which is kind of that argument that people have or like, are they bringing him in? Cause he makes a lot of money and are they looking to just, make it into a cash cow. And of course they're a business. They want to make money, but I don't think that's the case with star Wars because it is such an important franchise, but that's just me. But then again, I thought the same thing about Harry Potter and they're driving that one into the ground. So <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I mean, wasn't it correct me if um, I'm wrong, James real quick. Wasn't it like a year or so ago where Bob Iger, when he was talking about um, rethinking the star Wars model, didn't he allude to saying where we may look to more proven, established talent? Mm-hmm. I, I believe he said something like that. They're not going to take risks, I think is what he, what the quote was. We're not going to take as many risks with um, who we hand these movies off to. I mean, who better than Kevin Feige? <laughs> Dude makes a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't particularly remember that quote, but it sounds definitely like something Bob would have said. I can say that when it comes to to Kevin Feige coming in here, like one thing we got to remember is we keep thinking, well, is he just going to turn um, turn Star Wars into the Marvel thing? But to me, he's yet to show that that isn't his only trick. You know, like his specialty isn't just creating Marvel 
cinematic universes. You yeah, know that's what I, mean? what I was saying. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, like th- this guy, th- this guy came in and he did something. He kind of took the movie industry and he said, "What if it was like this?" And it was something we'd never like ever like thought of or believed was possible. And he totally achieved it with like such massive success that it's unbelievable. And so it almost makes me think like he he's someone to keep an eye on because he could come in to Star Wars and go, what if we did this? And and we're all like, good luck. But it's like he he, he makes it work, you know, and mm-hmm. he he's he does it again, like twice. He completely revolutionizes cinema. Yeah. You know, yeah. But who knows, man? I mean, why wouldn't we want to put Star Wars in the hands of, of that guy? I mean, do we really think that he's going to wreck it and ruin it? His track yeah. record completely uh, goes against that mindset. So I, I definitely think it's a win. And e- even even if it's completely not that at all, they're like, no, we're not thinking like big plans. Honestly, it just came down to this. Kevin Feige was like, yo, throw me one of those Star Wars movies. I just want to have fun for like a weekend, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, the, the, I'm still down. The two I'm most like, successful cool, he's got the ability to do it. The two most successful movie producers right now are now working together to develop a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's unbelievable to me. And which brings me to my next point. People were saying like, People were really upset about this announcement and stuff, and I didn't see a lot of that on on, on my timeline. I didn't online. either. Uh, so I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe it was one person, and then people. I, I feel like oftentimes people, for every one complaint, forty people talk about the complaint, which makes you think there's more complaining going on than there is. I saw a lot of complaints. That makes you. Did you really? I didn't. Yeah. What are oh, the complaints? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, yeah. What are, um, that they could vibe. have picked someone of color. They could have picked someone with some diversity. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind mm-hmm. of argument of yeah, okay. that was the argument. Yeah, I don't think I mean, it was I, a downplay of what he's done. It was that they're mm-hmm. not pushing the envelope. But going back to what you said, John, is if Bob Iger's looking at this as a business transaction and he's saying, look, I, I just want people that have delivered mm-hmm. money slash successful franchises. Kevin Feige is it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, let's yeah. not forget that Michelle Redwan just got promoted. She's like second in command at Lucasfilm. Sure. Um, and there's... Up until from 1977 to 2005, 28 years, there were six Star Wars movies. Right now, for the next 10 years, there are seven Star Wars movies planned, only one of which has a director, which is the mm-hmm. first Ryan Johnson movie. Right. And um, not all of them have writers either. And that's not including the three... Um, Streaming series we have coming up. Sure. So so there's a lot of opportunities and they're obviously listening. I mean, you have Vic Mahoney was a uh, second unit director on episode nine. I mean, that's a huge deal. And then you, you the, the, the thing here, here, here's, I guess, my, my problem with this. You can't say on one hand, because this happens, Kathleen Kennedy 
is the queen. She's our, she's the genius. She's the best. We 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 stan Kathleen Kennedy. And then on your other hand, say Lucasfilm is tone deaf. They don't know what they're doing. Kathleen Kennedy is that person. She knows what's going on. She's a very successful businesswoman and producer for over 40 years. She knows exactly what's going on more than you do sitting behind your computer at home in your basement. I'm sorry. They're going to hire a lot of diverse people to create Star Wars in the future. Star Wars is just starting. Like we're saying goodbye to the Skywalkers. There's going to be more Star Wars content coming in the next 10 years that will make the last 40 years fit in 10% of Star Wars content. So mm-hmm. I think we all need to pump the brakes a little bit where we got our hands on the trigger and we're ready to just shoot, shoot these fan bullets. And it's just like, let them make choices first. All they said was he's developing a movie. No director announcement, no writer's announcement, no cast announcement. If they went out and filled all that with all of one type of demographic, I understand. But let them at least make the choices and let us know what they're doing first. Let's be a little common sense logical about it. Yeah, this kind of reminds me a lot of the Jan- John Favreau situation. Because mm-hmm. um, he was, if you remember, he was announced uh, on International Women's Day. And at first that was a, a big thing. Um, but it was later cleared up because they were like, hold on, wait. There's a reason we're putting this person in his position. Yes, because of his track record, but because he specifically wants to do this with these, with this, um, with the, all of his directors. And after we got all the directors announced, we got we got women, we got people of different uh, nationalities and colors, um, different uh, um, uh, levels of expertise as well. With like Bryce Dallas Howard, like coming in to direct, and it's like she's not necessarily known as a director, but like it's all about giving opportunity to people mm. that we think could could handle the job mm-hmm. also the same with jj as well like okay yeah white male director yeah i get it but like look at like what he's doing what he's trying to accomplish he's trying to do the same thing that that everybody's doing he's like he cast a uh, person of color he already cast J- john boyega specifically as black he put daisy ridley as a um, um female lead you know it's like clearly like trying to solve the issues and it just doesn't mean we need to snuff those people out. And again, this is not supposed to be a political thing, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally down with Kevin. I mean, look at, look at the, um, wide range of diversity in uh, those movies as well, you know, and stuff. So, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Um, <laughs> gosh, that almost turned well, one question. Heavy handed one, one question. I guess. I mean that those conversations have to happen though, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, what do, do you guys think this is going to be a blank canvas new story boom? Or do you think this is going to be any connectivity here? Like, do you think a Kevin Feige wants to come in and do something based on something established? Cause technically Marvel was already established characters, right? We didn't necessarily all know Iron Man, but it was something that existed before and granted he's not doing writing or directing, but as a producer, do you think he's, you know, where, where do you think, where do you think they're going with this type of thing? Like a launching pad with a new brand new stories or what? Cause I'm not, I have no pulse. I have no idea. I honestly don't know either. I haven't really given it much thought. And I do you think they're connecting with the other guys? Like didn't Kathleen Kennedy say Ryan is working with Benioff and wise. Like, are they all going to be working together? So, like, yeah, so that that I brought that up a while ago, which was how do we not know that the Ryan Johnson and the Benioff Wise isn't the same deal? Which, 
you brought up, well, when it was announced, it was like so-and-so was writing and then they were writing. So, you know, it kind of contradicted a little bit. But I think my, my point was things change, you know? Like, that's a smaller thing to me. Like, oh, we announced Ryan Johnson is doing a trilogy. Oh, it just so happens to be the same trilogy as these other guys. Like, that's a smaller change. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, with this announcement of Kevin Feige coming in, I, I thought that immediately. I was like, oh, okay, so this means a new movie. Or does it? Maybe she's just working him as a producer and he's going to overlook and oversee and set up some of the other stuff that is already being worked on. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's a very reasonable possibility. I I, I don't think any of us can have an opinion one way or the other. We could guess, Mm -hmm. but I think both are very likely, uh, propositions. I think he's working on something else. And I think Ryan Johnson has his own trilogy. I think Benioff and Weiss have their own trilogy. And I think Kevin's Mm -hmm. coming in to do something different. If not, do something different that ties into their stuff. Because he's all about the connecting things. Yeah. It makes me wonder if if Benioff and Weiss are the first movie on the current schedule to come out in three years. Mm -hmm. Is his going to be before that? It might. Like maybe I don't think so because mm. of well I oh gosh I don't know I was gonna say I don't think so because of celebration like the way they've laid out celebration and D twenty three and stuff it just it falls so perfectly in oh, with the release of the Benioff and White stuff I don't think they plan I don't think they're planning their movie productions based on fan conventions dude they're definitely not they'll just plan around whatever's yeah. there that year. Whether it be yeah. celebration or D twenty three, that's like, just what they'll promote. Imagine them, imagine them like read pop. Go, <laughs> Mr. Feige, um, we you, you can't release your movie this year because that's the celebration year. <laughs> no, that's 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 not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying that celebration is created to be the promotional event yeah. for a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was created so way before is, the movies, though. It was created during a time when they thought they weren't going to get any more. Was it? Was it prequel no, era yes. before prequels? Yes. Yeah. It was during it was before prequel. The, mm. Yeah. The first one, I think, was um, oh, wasn't it like Revenge a, of the Synth. Late 80s or, the synth. or something. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was Denver and Revenge of the Sith. Oh, wasn't it like really like under a tent? Like in the mud. <laughs> in the mud. Like Woodstock. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, so I think I'm wrong, and I think I was referring to the first Star Wars convention, not specifically Star Wars Celebration. Celebration's but only I, on like Celebration Eight at this point. Yeah, I, I know, but like because they didn't they, they didn't do it for you know, or they did it. Okay, I'm pretty <laughs> confident that it came out though in in setup for Phantom Menace. Did it not? No. Okay, Celebration was created not. for fans to celebrate Star Wars. It was not created to promote or celebrate or like to promote the movies it was just well, an after fact either way it has no effect like we were saying on when i'm right they're coming out of the movie right that's but, what i'm saying uh, well i just thought it's telling of when we're gonna get movies when they have celebration because it's the promotional lead up i don't think so like oh we're doing a giant journey to the something series of books and comics it's like oh well they use that journey to the nomenclature as the uh, lead up to a movie. So if they're doing it, then they're probably getting a movie then too. I think but we're Feige-ing anyway. in 2021. 
No, man, I don't think so. Yeah, well, that's too soon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. we, we'll find out. Nobody knows. Um, we know nothing. You guys, yeah, we know nothing. Um, we are Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about another Age of Resistance comic? All the comics. Really, John? All right. Let's do it. From Let's the belly it. of right. the beast. Yeah. Age Literally. of Resistance, Kylo Ren comic coming out. I I feel like we got to talk spoilers on this one. Um, I yeah, feel like if you're holding out, you can jump forward, but it's really not that big of a deal. It's just one small adventure with Kylo Ren. I thought you were um, I thought you were gonna like warm my heart and say it's not that big of a deal. It's just a comic. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just one small adventure because the comics. I, just kidding. Uh, Lacey, start us off with this one. Um, did can you, you read start it? Did with you me like for it? the toys? Because I actually care about the toys. Well, because I don't want to sit here and talk with John and not have your opinion on whether you like this or not. Yeah. We'll start with you on the toys as well. Uh, the comic's okay. Kylo shows up. He gets mad at some people. He proves them wrong. End of comic. <laughs> That's pretty much the entire summary. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to downplay it. I just feel like these comics oh, have Lacey, been don't like- even worry. I'm about to downplay it because <laughs> I feel like these comics have been like like other ones. I feel like have had beats where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. This mm-hmm. one was literally he shows up. He's like, you're going to listen to me. And they're like, yeah, no, but- we're not. And he's like, yes, you are. Yeah, and then but- he kills something. And everyone's like, wow, you were right. Like, that's the end. But that's what comics are supposed to be. Like, we've turned comics into these like holy grails of like, this proves the narrative of the movie. Like they're supposed like comics. If you look at the old star Wars comics from like back in the day <laughs> on the cover, Luke lights, Luke's lightsaber was like red. It had a hilt. He was like wearing weird clothes. Like it wasn't like a big deal at all. And there were fun little side stories where you would buy them and talk to your friends and have a good time with them. I like, that's what this is to me. Like this is like, and also it's Kylo Ren finally being a jerk and being evil. And you know, it's not him being like, well, I don't know if I should. He's like, no, you don't like me. Blang lightsaber to the side of your head. Oh, you am going to dive into that, that God monster's stomach. Blang I'm bursting out with my lightsaber. How do you like me now? Stormtrooper guy who knew my grandfather eat it. Like, I like that. It's stupid. It's fun. It shows him being evil. Yeah, I'm completely fine with this. It's exactly what a comic is supposed to be to me. I don't know why I'm yelling. I have no idea. Because John reads all the comics all the time. He yeah. knows what exactly. Well, a comic I don't read be. all the comics because most of them are like this over dramatic crap. Like, give me <laughs> some fun, and this is stupid fun, and I like it. Yeah, I think again, that the I don't know why I'm yelling. Generally, <laughs> while they they don't always do it, but I think generally they coffee. do try to fit within the tone of of Star Wars. And so if they were like, if somebody were like, but comics didn't <laughs> used to be like this. There's like Archie goes to the beach. It's like, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't want Kylo Ren going to the beach. Archie, and I don't want. Where, where are you getting I know, Archie that's what I'm from? Saying. Now, like, I, I think that the there's a certain kind of expectation when it comes to Star Wars, and I think maybe like back in the day they didn't used to be like this, but Star Wars didn't even used to be like this, and now we kind of look at everything through the lens of like, um, well, it all kind of matters and it all kind of makes sense. I've I've said good things and bad things about the comics before, but this this to me was just dumb. 
Like, and, and it wasn't <laughs> even dumb in the sense of like, it wasn't even dumb in the sense of like, um, I just didn't like what they did, which is true. I didn't like the, how they handled the character. The first half is, is okay. He comes in, he wants to be like Vader and he talks to the guy and they're like, you know, all that happens and he kills, kills the guy. I get that. I like that. Kylo Ren. That's cool. After that happens, that's like when it completely derails for me. He actually in this comic, he without hesitation, bests Vader does something that Vader could not do. And so they make Vader look weak and they make Kylo Ren look extraordinarily stronger than Vader, which we've in every other thing has been the case that that's not true. So he's, he's a Kylo Sue. He wants to be like Vader, but isn't can't ever quite make that. And they, I don't know. Also, uh, it doesn't seem like his character. Can you picture Adam driver being like, like, Oh, that thing. I'm going to take it out quick. Get my shuttle. I'm going to fly up to the top of this thing and I'm going to jump in his mouth and then I'm going to cut my way out. Like that's ridiculous. That would never happen. That's a Batista move. Exactly. And this is my biggest reason why it's dumb. (laughs) The Zillow beast has armored plates that can't be broken by a lightsaber. It can't cut through the skin of a Zillow beast with a lightsaber. So guess what? Just like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume (laughs) 2 pointed out, the skin is just as thick on the inside as it is on the outside. Kylo Ren completely pulls a Drax and goes in and is trying to cut through. And the point of this major motion picture that was released is that's stupid because it's not going to make any difference. And a character like Drax isn't smart enough to figure that out. But Kylo Ren does it for some reason, and he's able to somehow, magic, I guess, he is able to cut through the skin from the inside had, out, yeah, which doesn't he, make sense. He had a laser sword. You can't cut it with the laser sword. That's the whole point. Why not? The comic he's says the he, Zillow beast. The comic is <laughs> yeah. the comic is canon. It says you can. It, that that's what I'm saying. I'm saying this can't this <laughs> comic is dumb oh. because it's like John, <laughs> well, what, what the what, point uh, is, John, that he's saying that in previous canon things you can't cut through it. You can't all of a sudden decide, oh yes, he can when it's already been the established. Point of he can't. The Zillow Beast but is like, yes. oh, maybe, it has this impenetrable armor. Maybe that, that, his uh, lightsaber was looking at with the crackling blade has a different effect on Zillow skin or intestines. No, that's, there's no way. It's either a lightsaber that's, cuts through it or it doesn't, whether it's crackling or not. Well, it did. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, it's like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's dumb because, because he, th- that's the point. They bring up the Zillow beast and they're like, oh, this is why Vader couldn't defeat it because the, it's basically an indefeatable thing. A lightsaber does no damage to this creature. And then lights, and then Kylo Ren through his, pure confident ignorant confidence goes oh yeah well i can do it and then without (laughs) testing it without testing it at all Mm -hmm. he just jumps inside and tries to do the stupidest thing possible which is cut through the it's very han solo of him what if yes i agree what what if this comic instead of like us trying to take it too seriously serves as just some kind of allegory 
for who Kylo Ren is at this point, which is someone trying to overcompensate for who he really is. Right, but they should have used a different monster. That's what James saying. You can't say, no, you can't cut through this. And then he's like, I'm going to cut through it. And then they just disregard yeah, what's I already been established. I, I, I couldn't have cared and less also, about what type of I don't think was, he's but. the kind of person who would jump and like let the thing eat him. He definitely isn't. I mean, Han Solo let the space worm eat them and they got out of that. He didn't let the space. He thought he was in That's a different. cave. Yeah, well, same. He thing. didn't yeah. let it. <laughs> He's not like. I'm sure they'll write a comic about get, it. it. He didn't watch Men me in black fly it, like, into. I'm going to get my gun back, and he like jumps in, and his <laughs> legs are sticking up out the top. No, I guess the. I guess I'm just trying to look for the silver lining here about uh, this this little one shot comic. Like I'm not trying the to. Old stormtrooper is the silver lining for me. I like Kylo Ren saying, "Your God is dead." I also like him saying, now you worship only the First Order, and all these people are bowing down to Kylo Ren. I like that as opposed to Kylo Ren being mopey and writing in his diary. I think we need more of this. I think we're going to get more of this. And that's why I like this. But like, in the the Hux one... Wasn't this Kylo Ren... Doesn't this take place before Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, so this is before he's mopey. So you won't get more of this. He's going to be mopey. He was mopey in TFA too. He's just a constantly mopey. Um, the, the thing about it is like in the, in the Hux comics, James, in this series that I said last time when we talked about that one, that he said things that didn't sound like Kylo Ren to me, like talking Mm. about like meat and stuff like that. Like there's comics where Han Solo's shirtless chopping down trees. Like it's just loved it. They're weird. Uh, I'm sorry. They're just, and I don't take them all that seriously. So I try to take what I can from them that's fun. And when I read them, that's all. I'm yeah, saying. but basic canon things like, oh, this specific monster can't be penetrated by a lightsaber. I'm sure if you asked Mac Martin, he'd explain why that happened. Matt, why is the Zillow Beast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we looked into it too. And like uh, me and a coworker, like, because they, they do say that they were able to figure out a way, if you watch the episodes of the Clone Wars, like they were able to figure out these little areas of it where it was kind of able to be damaged or hurt or whatever but like they don't even mess with that they just like straight up like he just like i have no idea what i'm doing i'm gonna let it eat it and then i'm gonna cut it from the inside out stupid thing but then when they even show it it's like it's not him trying to come out of like one of the in-between joints or plates or whatever it just literally looks like he's cutting through the exact area that on the outside Uh, i'll go back to not reading the comments it's like Hercules yeah. cutting through the Hydra in Hercules Disney. Mm-hmm. It's like Clark Griswold cutting that turkey and then it explodes everywhere. No, mm-hmm. because oh. he literally in Hercules does this exact move. He oh. cuts through the stomach and comes out and everyone's like, oh my God, Hercules is fine. Is it like Ace Ventura coming out of the rhinoceros? No. Oh. Because <laughs> he's not Lacey, cutting Triple out. Force Friday. <laughs> Yes. Triple Force Friday. What comics Triple are on sale next Friday? Friday? Triple Force. <laughs> oh, that's this Friday. That's this Friday. It is. So it's this. Yeah. Right. Hold on. Before we start. Yeah, I don't even want to explain what it is. Can Triple we, Force Friday. Lots of products. There's no midnight thing for Target, Lacey, that we're not doing that anymore? We could do Walmart. Yeah, whatever. We'll decide yeah. at a later date. Yeah. All right. So what do we got here? Um... We saw a live stream of a lot of the characters from the upcoming properties um, or a lot of the actors for the upcoming properties getting to look at their characters and the toys and some of the stuff that's coming out. 
Um, and then after that, uh, was there some sort of display or something that people were like kind of able to look at? Yeah, they had a press thing? event yeah. that they could walk around and look at a closer look. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then with that, that's how we got a couple more reveals of a, of, of a few other things. I guess the best thing to talk about this is like, what did we learn? Anything cool? And uh, are we going to be buying anything? Mm-hmm. So Lacey, let's start with you. So I'm very excited. I think the coolest thing that everybody was talking about was the Dio, the phone operated Dio droid that you can roll around, which I find interesting. It's it's done by Hasbro, not Sphero, which did the BB-8 and the R2-D2 and mm-hmm. the BB-9E. So I guess they're out. <laughs> Hasbro's in. Um, they didn't list any prices for anything, which is also interesting to me. They didn't say any of the prices for anything. So we'll see what the prices are. Um I'm excited for that. I, I'd love to get one. I think they're really cool, like the droid itself. I'm not big on the character yet. Maybe I will be once I see the movie. Um, other than that, what I learned from the live stream is the only people that are excited for toys are uh, Naomi, Jana, uh, Pedro Pascal, and Gina Carano. Everybody mm-hmm. else is kind of like, oh, look, it's another toy. It's me. <laughs> it was like Did the most really? lack- I didn't watch it, so they it was it the in. most lackluster. Like, oh look, it kind of looks like me. It uh, was very, very fake. Like they, yeah, it seemed, it seemed to me that they were very, they were not as amazed because they've seen this before. Like but when you look at those people, it's like it's it's Naomi Aki, Pedro Pascal, Gina They're all Carano. New, yeah. All three of those are new. Whereas like you look at Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, um mm-hmm. uh, Oscar. Kelly Marie Tran, like even Kelly Marie Tran think- mailed it in? She she was excited with, with Naomi. She was excited. She was more excited than Daisy was. I would say Daisy was. She the was most excited like, oh, for Naomi. Yes. She's like, wow, man, you really so, love this. But yeah. she wasn't like, wait, Lacey, even, even your boy Boyega and... mailed it in? He was excited, but not. I've he seen him more excited about all previously. Of their hair. Like the, the hair was right. Yeah. Mm. And how so, they kept getting the hair right. So thanks for getting the hair right. And it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just like, very, like, I kept cringing because I was like, this seems so forced. Which, if you look at Pedro Pascal, he's wearing the same clothes he was wearing at D23. So I bet they shot this, like, in the middle of D23 or after everything. And I'm those are long days. I've worked events like that. So they can be long. So I can only imagine as someone like, a Daisy really like you're asked all the same questions over and over and over again. And then you have to sit there and look at your toy and talk about it. Like mm-hmm. they're probably like, guys, come on. But whereas the Mandalorian people were like, we have a TV show. Oh, that's cool. Um, my yeah. favorite part was Pedro Pascal playing with the toys while Anthony Carboni <laughs> and Gina Carano are like talking about it. Like she's asking genuine questions and he's just like, Oh, I'm like fighting with them. It was like the funniest thing. And the camera guy was just zooming in on him and he's like making faces at the camera. You could just tell he's having like a total ball, uh, making the show and promoting it. And that's what I love to see. I, I get, I feed off of other people's energy. So if I sense that people are excited, I get excited. And if I sense people are getting awkward or feeling weird, like the first half of that live stream, I was like, ugh, uh, I was like cringing. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, it just feel like naturally it's about the toys. So it's going to feel like a commercial. I felt like it was a lot of, a lot of commercial and less about the toys. Like they didn't talk a lot about the toys. They threw in all these other things and then they did some interviews that weren't really long, so they didn't really add anything to the event. And I just felt like, I don't know, they 
they promoted it as this big live stream event and it just felt well, can I ask Lackluster. this? Because again, I didn't, you two watched it. I, I didn't see this video. It was pre-recorded, so, except for Warwick's part. Oh, I figured the main mm-hmm. actors were pre, like, they, they were like, yeah. I'm not doing live. Like It was not. at D23, yeah. Um, So when you say there were interviews, like, were they any, like, was it just like um, softball questions? Like, so is it glad to be back? Yep. And uh, yep. Yeah. How does it feel to be a toy? <laughs> Yeah, stuff That's, like that. How are you feeling? I, uh, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be negative here, but that come on. Can you just give yeah. us some like how uh, ready? They keep asking like Naomi, like, what is it like to work with these legacy actors like Lando? And she's like, It's great. <laughs> why why can't they ask them questions like, so you filmed in Jordan, like, was it in you know, like give me something in, I, it doesn't have to be like a 2020 interview, but give me something like was there unrest in the area? Was it you know I'm telling because you because there's another yeah. there's another person out there a media person that's saying why the heck are you asking about jordan like why don't they talk about something that people care about like what it's like working with that was just one example yeah i know but i'm saying like i i'm on your side but i know why they're not asking it because most people are probably go why didn't they ask him good questions why do they keep asking him weird dodgy questions like Like, don't you just ask when they ask athletes uh did it feel good to win today it's like, what do you yeah. think I'm going to say right now? Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel good to be but an action asking, figure? Imagine they were like, this sucks. Like Harrison Ford probably would do that. He'd be like, he's like, that's such a dumb question. I'm going to answer it like a dummy. And rips the figure off. Yeah. He actually did that once on like Fallon. He rips the leg off. And he, <laughs> but I don't mm. know. That's just cool. I, um, what about the, the those two characters though? So the, yeah, I was going to talk about that. There's, there's one... Um, cool reason why I, I enjoyed watching it, which was a confirmation of, uh, some leaks that we've had, which, um, this is the first time if I'm not mistaken, this is actually like official straight up confirmation C3PO with the bandolier and the, the bowcaster that's happening. Mm-hmm. It's hundred percent mm-hmm. happening because we saw it in one of the toys and then later they revealed it. And Anthony, um, Daniels is like, uh, no spoilers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's talking yeah. about that. It's like, that's definitely happening. So uh, that was kind of cool. They also said that he was paired with, and one of Anthony Daniels' new favorite characters is someone named uh, Babu Frick. And Babu Frick, they showed the little toy, and it was a character that we've seen in a leak, uh, like an image of this character. Um, I have some theories about who that character might be, but the way they describe him again is like some sort of like, Oh, he builds droids and stuff. So, Oh, you're saying he repairs things like I, okay. So we got a little bit of character confirmation there. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, uh, we had the Falcon and, uh, the Boyega was being shown the new Lego Falcon. They open it up, they show him and the Falcon. And then they also show this other character and they said that his name is Bulio. And then they immediately start going into like, well, we can't really talk about Bulio. And it's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Everybody in the episode nine cast, whenever they see him, they're like, let's go ahead and put him away. We're not talking about that character. Mm. And they brought him up again later. Yeah. They brought him up again later. Yeah. And kind of dodged who he is and and what he's doing. Um, But this is, you look at the toy and you're like, Oh, I know that I recognize that character. It was from that same leak where we got all the character, different costumes and stuff. Yeah. Um, And uh, there was some other stuff. What what else did we get? The Funko Um, video. That's right. The Lando Funko video. So we get this short little, uh, 
I mean, it's literally a short uh, by Funko Pop. And it starts off with the Falcon on a desert planet. So it could be anyone. But then Lando, old Lando, walks up to it, kind of Touches pats it, it on yeah. like, hey, it's, it's this is my old baby, you know. And he kind of like reluctantly like gets onto the ship. And then he goes on this uh, little adventure of, uh, through the ship where they're trying to like stop everything from breaking. And then when they fix everything, they f- fly away. So it's uh, it's Ray and Lando, BB-8 and Dio all on the Falcon together, and it looks very clearly like they're leaving Pasana. Because she's in be that the, outfit, yeah. She's in the outfit, the 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 planet that I've speculated that Lando's on. This is just further confirmation for me that they're going to meet him on Pasana, and he's going to. That's probably why they're there in the first place. Go get Lando. Mm-hmm. Get Lando. They recruit him, and he's like, "Oh, the good old Falcon. All right, fine. You won me over." And then they leave. Mm-hmm. So. There's a lot here to kind of unpack, and it's funny <laughs> because it's just like toys, you yeah, know? It's yeah. just like, they're just like, hey, what do you think of the C-3PO toy? And we're like, oh my God, confirmations and it's like, all this crazy stuff, yeah. <laughs> we're three months away from the end of the Skywalker saga. What have you <laughs> learned the most from? And you're like, uh, yeah. Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca will be completely gold in this movie. Um, <laughs> Not on well, fire. Well, I have to say, though, they did release some information with the descriptions for Poe, Jana, yeah. and Rose Tico yep. with the costumes at the display. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Rose said uh, she's going to be in the movie I have for it. three minutes. Do you want minutes. me to read it? Oh yeah, oh. Go ahead. yeah. Go ahead. I what, re- you were making a joke. Sorry. No, go ahead. I thought one was revealing, one wasn't, no. and the other one was like half. Read, read roses because I I got okay. it. Yeah. So Rose Tico, which by the way, these are all done by Michael Kaplan. If you go back and our twelve people that behind the scenes that we love our Kessel Run, I said Michael Kaplan. Um, he did the costumes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So they're designed by Michael Kaplan. So Rose Tico's is Rose has risen through the ranks from lowly engineering support crew to military commander. Uh, she leads the engineering corps and making the necessary modifications to keep the resistance gear operational. They love that term operational mm-hmm. as well as countering new advancements in first order technology. Translation. About that. She's going to be in the movie for three minutes. Sitting with Leia pressing buttons. Yep. I, I said this months ago. I said. You did. Uh, JJ's coming in. He wants to finish up this, his characters. He's going to respect what Ryan created and bring Kelly Marie Tran in to ease appease fans and keep them at bay. He's going to give her a big title, mm-hmm. like some kind of commander or some kind of she worked her way up. She's not just banging on pipes like she used to. And mm-hmm. th- that that's going to be his way to like be like, she's still important, but she's going to be in the movie for like two or three minutes and like, she'll have an interaction with Finn over an intercom or something like that. But that's it. I think that right there is confirmation. She's going to be in this movie for no more than three minutes. She's even dressed yeah. like Poe. She's got the, the tan shirt with the green pants. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll probably mm-hmm. command people and like do something like, you know, look at screens and say, we need to do this or, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I read the description, I, I thought, okay, so who's important in a James Bond movie? James Bond, number one, right? But who are these other characters that are also very important? Money Penny, M, Q. Yeah, that's right. Q's pretty important because in every movie, Q comes in and says, "Here's how. Here's what I did. I upgraded your blank and I hooked you up with a thing and use this. You'll need it later." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
that just description read totally as that. So which Ro- is, Rose is going to give Finn an exploding pen. Yeah, basically <laughs> like sort of like, Hey, here's your communicators. Mm. We'll be in contact with you. If you need us, I upgraded your X wing or I got you this new yeah. orange model. Yeah. 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 <laughs> model. O, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just whatever that is. And, and it'll come with all the tricks and, um, bells and whistles. And then that will be because of, of Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other one was Jana, and hers is from an oceanic moon. Jana leads a band of warriors ready to charge against the forces of the First Order. That's got to be Endor, right? Maybe. Her description read to me as like human Ewok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What if she? Um, what if she does like bring the Ewoks back in? What if she's the one? All right. What else? Maybe uh, Poe Dameron, which was Poe Dameron has grown much during his time with the resistance <laughs> under General Organa's guidance. He has tempered his impulsive nature and learned to lead responsibly. That. Yeah, I feel like that wasn't very uh, revealing at all. That like, is the pretty... most like everyone knows that's his path. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, we all said that, yeah. like he became a smart leader when he's like, no, we need to do this. Like, yeah, that's cool. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I like the toy stuff because, like I said, you're able to connect dots. Like James, you're saying, like maybe Lando is here, and and that I like that because they want us to know this stuff. So it's not obviously too revealing to blow the movie lid off. Uh, so it's cool with me. Um, but good things. I'm not going to be buying Force Friday stuff, but I'm excited to see what people pick up. I live vicariously through everyone who picks up this stuff and like tweets about it and talks about it and that sort of thing. The, there is one thing that I'm going to be buying, and it's a, those Knights of Ren figures oh, yeah. because be cool. they sell those they sell those types of toys in like the Disney store, and you see them you see them all over the place, and they do them in all for all for the different properties and stuff. When it comes to the Star Wars ones, they're they're like not super detailed, but they're kind of like surprisingly detailed for like twenty bucks or whatever the the toy is to get all those figures. Yeah, and if they did a full like black series knights of ren set oh man i would want that but it's gonna be like 120 bucks you know to get like all of them including like a kylo and the set and they'll probably do it with some sort of like landscape which makes it 200 bucks Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something and i don't want to get into all that this is absolutely perfect these things they all come in one box it's the Knights of Ren plus a couple other cool stormtroopers like Sith troopers, jetpack troopers, stuff like that. But it's all of them. They're all there. I'm a hundred percent buying that. They're not too big. You can put them on your desk and have a cool like Knights of Ren setup. Oh man, I'm actually pumped. That's they got me. Nice. They got one thing out of me for sure. <laughs> That's cool. it. Scandals run down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, I was gonna do a legit full-on scoundrels rundown, but we're up on time. So I'm just going to say this. If you're going to New York Comic Con this weekend, Lacey and I will... there's a bucket. (laughs) Lacey and I will be there on Friday and Saturday. So uh, hit us up and uh, stop by and say hi if you see us. Uh, Like I said, Friday and Saturday, New York Comic Con. And of course, we'll be doing some coverage from there as well. So make sure you're keeping your eye on our Twitter account. R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and Star Wars Newsnet and of course our YouTube channel. So um, that's it. I'm not doing a full rundown. We don't have time. So if Lacey is uh, okay, 
We'll send it to her now. Uh, for you uh, out there listening, Lacey like found a bug in her room, so now she's like losing her mind. So bear with us here. I, I hate bugs. I'm sorry. Are you are All you right. good? I'm good. I'm okay. good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Let's send okay. it, let's send it to Lacey for Ask the Resistance. <laughs> okay. It is time for Ask the Resistance Bug Edition. I've been wondering, what are midi chlorians? Um, all right. So the first question is from John Reese. And he asks, will Lando charm his way out of a sticky situation? And he wrote it situation uh, in the rise of Skywalker. Um, So ladies first, (laughs) now that I'm okay. Um, Yes, I think he will. I think we're going to see some of that Lando charm. I don't think it's going to be out of a situation in the sense of like, young Lando getting out of things because I I don't think you're going to see a lot of Billy D like jumping around and like doing crazy fight scenes but I could see him like him sweet talking his way to like try to woo Ray or like talk to Jonna maybe I don't know maybe you don't know (laughs) it might be funny that like he's like hey this is my ship and she's like no get out like you know Mm -hmm. because she's tough yeah um I think also it could be a scenario because we talked about this a little bit a while ago. Um, it could be that they go to the Pasana to find Lando or hear of seeing finding someone and then they get in trouble and he gets them out of it. Like I could see that being a scenario like our heroes are trapped with some other aliens and creatures that don't understand them. And then he's like, no, 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 they're with me. Hmm. All right. I think that's that's what uh, Zori is. And they've already confirmed that. Oh, that's that. fair. That's fair. That Zori helps get the resistance out of a sticky situation on Snow Planet? Kajimi. Kajimi. I just want to see Lando smack someone with his cane like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Up Where's next is <laughs> Darth Del Rio. Oh, John, thank you for your question. Uh, Darth Del Rio at Darth Rio. He asks, do you think this is a one-time deal or do you think Mr. Feige will become a bigger presence in Lucasfilm as time goes by? James, we talked a little bit about this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you remember from earlier, it's like it's it's too hard to tell right now. But I would I would venture that right now the deal is he's helping to produce a movie. A movie. Mm-hmm. But don't be surprised if at any point, if they feel like it's going well, if the, if he just if he wants to continue, if he likes what's going on, it, it's it's on the table. It's absolutely on the table that he's going to stick around. I'm going to say right now um, that I'm going to say that he will. I I'm going to say that he will mm. stick around and produce more content because I think under him, he seems like a very um, get along with everybody kind of guy, make things work except for Mm -hmm. the people at Sony. (laughs) I've heard that he is marvelous. Yeah. I've heard that he's not (laughs) DCS. What? Well, that was a marvelous answer. Uh, next up is Ryan Simi. <laughs> I don't think she got it. 
at Ryan Ryan Scott zero zero. And he asks, will any original trilogy characters appear in a Star Wars film that takes place after the rise of Skywalker? I'm wearing a rise of Skywalker t-shirt. John, what do you think? Yeah, baby. Sheaf Palpatine's coming back again like Brett Favre. He's going to like, you didn't kill me. I'm back, baby. Um, oh, no, no uh, I do. I, I I am still convinced that we are just getting to know Ray, Finn, Poe. And with that, I think you're guaranteed to see Chewbacca again. I think Jonas is going to be playing that character for a while. And then I'll put a probably on 3PO and R2. Now, whether Anthony Daniels is still doing it then, who knows? I know he's getting up there. But I think definitely Chewbacca um, and uh, probably C-3PO and R2. I don't think we'll see Yoda anymore, though, or any of the other uh, human characters, but those three, uh, yes, with a definite book it on Chewie. Wow, book it. Um, And last but not least is Mark at the kind of vacants. And he asks, will Jonna be related to anyone? James. James? Quickly answer. I'm going to say yes, and I'm probably wrong. All right. I say Lando. Oh, if yeah, anybody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I will say. It's Ray's sister. She is related to. I don't know. JG probably did it. I bet she is related to Lando. It's just her answer at Star Wars Celebration was so like, she could have just been like, no. Yeah. But she was like, well, they get to know each other. Right. She's like, my my initials are JC in the movie. And then the other Uh thing, too, was (laughs) today was on the live stream for the toys, they cut from Lando and Anthony Daniels and um, who was on that? Was it Jonas? To Jonas mm-hmm. with Ni- with Naomi. And she said to Jonas, like kind of side low on the f- microphone was, I really love that man. Like, why would she really love Lando unless she spent a lot of time with him? That's not just like an off, like the cuff, mm. like, oh, I love Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like the way she mm. said it was a very like, oh, I love him so much. Like I've spent a lot of time with him. And you know what? Why would you spend a lot of time with him? <laughs> we tried to get an interview with Billy D at the Comic Con this coming weekend, and he's mm-hmm. not doing any interviews. He's not. And allowed I'm to. thinking back to 1980. He accidentally spilled the beans on Vader being Luke's father. <laughs> yeah. Add 39 years to that man, and he'd probably spill the beans if you gave him like a couple of like questions, like, "So, uh, did it feel great coming back?" Like you butter him up. Yeah, feels mm. great coming back. Uh, how'd it feel being in the Falcon? Oh, so cool. Felt like back in the day. So, so what's Palpatine like? Oh, uh, he's actually really mean still. Yeah, and then you're like, is it weird having a daughter in the movie? And he's like, well, you know, oh, oh. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. If you asked him directly, he probably wouldn't answer it. But if you if you put it in there just as like... Like as if we already knew. And then they just like pull him away and they like kick us out. So (laughs) so it's crazy. We just got the news that Naomi Aki is in fact playing your daughter and see if he stops you like that's not true because if he goes for it. (laughs) Then I go on the blog and then I assume it's out there. Yeah. Yeah, I just ruined Billy D's life. I love that. That's good. Um, No, but yeah. Anyway. Cool. Cool. 
Awesome. Thank you guys for your questions. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N um, and send us your questions with either hashtag AskTheResistance or at our Twitter account. And you could be on the show. Back to you, John. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching, listening, being a part of the resistance. If you haven't yet, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, uh, all those sorts of things. You can go to resistancebroadcast.com. And that way, you'll see all the ways that you can subscribe to us. You can buy a t-shirt. You can become a patron on our Patreon page. Uh, and you'll be right there on our website, StarWarsNewsNet.com, which you should be going to there every day anyway for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more, and our upcoming New York Comic Con coverage. So go check out Star Wars NewsNet every morning when you're having your breakfast and get up to date on Star Wars news. But like I just said about our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast if you want to support us and get access to additional content if you're not tired of us twice a week we get a lot of content up there for you guys starting at two dollars a month all the way up to uh, tier five which is our generals and speaking of our generals I want to send a special thank you to our generals Carmelo Brian Shalito Andrew Staley Neil Lowry Jeremy Myers Neil Shaw uh, David Probus, a.k.a. General Greybeard, and John Reese, a.k.a. General Beard, and Val Trichkoff. <laughs> we salute you guys so much for all your support. You're the absolute General, best. Well, just normal beard. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys can find me on uh, Twitter at Johnny Hoey and over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey? When I'm not freaking out about bugs and you want to follow my adventures at New York Comic Con, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Yes, we'll be at Comic Con on Friday and Saturday. James will be still at the base, right here in the base. Um, <laughs> maybe doing a little bit of editing or something or, or just enjoying not having to uh, cover a convention. But anyway. Throwing the ball up against the wall and catching it. That's, <laughs> that's a fun one, too. Um I'm sure Lando does that when he's not doing his Calrissian Chronicles in the cockpit of the Falcon. But yeah. anyway, guys, uh, before that all, we'll be back here with you on Thursday morning where we're going to take our shot and give our final predictions at what we think we're going to see in the final Skywalker Saga trailer. The Rise of Skywalker trailer is upon us soon in the next week or so. Uh, so we'll, we'll give our guesses and then we want to hear from you guys. But enjoy your weeks and we'll see you on Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. And we'll see you around, kids. Bye. Hope you find your dad. <laughs>